Hello fellow Star Trek fans, welcome back to this week's episode of 10 Forward. I'm your host Mike Overton and in this week's episode we are going to be looking at Season 2, Episode 6 of Strange New Worlds. This episode is titled Lost in Translation. Let's hit it. The episode starts with a personal log from Anson Uhura. Now, she explains that the USS Enterprise has been sent to the Bannon Nebula to resolve some issues at a new deuterium refinery that's causing them some trouble. Pike has been temporarily promoted to the rank of fleet captain to oversee the station as well as the USS Farragut, and he tasks Commander Chin Riley with deploying her unique managerial favor to get Starfleet's shiniest gas station back online. Ensign Uhura, who's in charge of communications, is distracted by a strange and ominous signal that only she can hear. She tries to fix it with a guided how-to video from her old mentor and friend, Hema. Uhura also meets Pelia for the first time, and the new chief engineer senses that Uhura might have been avoiding her. Uhura gets diagnosed with sleep deprivation and deuterium poisoning by Dr. Mbenga, which does sort of explain her visions. Now, Meanwhile, Lieutenant James T. Kirk beams over from the USS Farragut and visits his brother Sam. They discuss their family issues and ambitions, and Spock and Christine explore their relationship at the bar whilst playing 3D chess. On the deuterium station, Una and Pelia bicker and eventually discover sabotage. This is done after Pelia essentially ignores Una's direct orders. A disturbed Starfleet officer questions the reality of the Enterprise crew. And back on the Enterprise, Kirk helps Uhura and tries to understand her experiences and hallucinations. They realize that the sabotaging officer and Uhura share the same pattern. And long story short, he you know, escapes from sick bay and causes havoc on the ship. And the crew then end up searching for him. As they search, the visions in Uhura's head worsen, and she eventually breaks down, revealing her struggles since Hammer's sacrifice and the death of her parents. Kirk advises her to sort of face her fears and embrace the challenges of Starfleet. Uhura watches a Hammer video and realizes someone is trying to communicate telepathically with her and Ramon, the disturbed Enterprise crew member found on the Dilithium refinery. Uhura and Kirk figure out that extra dimensional life forms are living within the deuterium that they're trying to mine and they're using the, the human brain as a universal translator and the visions that Uhura and Ramon are experiencing are their cries for help. The only thing I didn't like this week is that this storyline has been explored before, but by a different franchise. There's a Stargate Atlantis episode called Echoes, and it's a very, very similar plot where a alternative life, be life form projects um, their feelings through the visions of another life form. So, for example, in that episode, some whales on board the planet are projecting danger through visions of the ancients 
Whereas here we have a multi-dimensional uh, multi being projecting their feelings essentially through Hema. We get to see them being scared with a zombified version of Hema, um, but we also get to see their joy with the with a nice sort of farewell scene with Hema on the bridge. I just feel it's not that original, but it is still a great episode. One of my favourite parts during this episode is the dynamic and the relationship we get to see between Una and Pelia. During the first half of this episode, the two of them are on board the Jeterium refinery, and as Una is in charge, she is essentially, you know, giving the orders of what she would like done, and Pelia doesn't agree. Now, we later find out that Pelia kind of gave the middle finger and says, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And this turns out to be a kind of blessing in disguise as Pelia now uncovers that there's been some sabotage in the station. After they get past this and they find the saboteur, there's a, a, a nice little scene where the, the two of them kind of have it out a little bit. Pelia kind of demands to know what Una's problem is with her. Um, and I'm going to read this quote out. And Una essentially turns around and says, You're sloppy, okay? You don't respect protocols. You're loose with discipline. You don't follow the rules unless you feel like it. And you have crumbs all over your uniform. When did you even get to eat? You're like a space hippie. Pelia then turns around and says, I have been called more names than the stars in the sky, but Space Hippie is a new one on me. And the whole exchange is kind of comical, but serious at the same time. One of the last scenes of the episode is Pelia and Una aboard a shuttlecraft heading back to the Enterprise. And the two of them get down to the bottom of the tension and the rift that's kind of between them. We find out here that Pelia is Una's Starship Maintenance 307 instructor and that the paper that she'd submitted as a cadet was graded C. Now, Pelia is, essentially turns around and says, well, the C was, was well-deserved. The paper was sloppy, which is kind of ironic, bearing in mind that Una called Pelia sloppy earlier on in the episode. There's this wonderful sort of dialogue that Una has and I'm going to read it out because it's, it kind of ties everything together a little bit and it just says it's Hema I'm a reminder that your friend died and I and I replaced him every time you see me it drags up all that sadness I get it I've been there too many times now if you want to keep saying it's the sea I won't contradict you I think it's great that we finally get to see what's causing the tension between Una and Pelia, and that it's along the same sort of underlying theme that we're getting with Uhura, which is the fact that not just them, but the entire crew is, is getting over and mourning the loss of Hema. Now, my favourite part from this episode is we get to see Hema again. Bruce Horak is back and not only do we see him as a, as a video recording in these how-to videos which guide Uhura, we also get to see him at a couple of different places during Uhura's um, hallucinations. Some of them are not pretty, I mean Hema literally comes back as a half-dead zombie and scares the bejesus out of her. But the best part of this is at the very end of this episode, after the station has been destroyed, she has this hallucination of Hema on the bridge 
and Hema smiles at her, almost giving her this kind of I'm proud of you kind of vibe and then just gradually fades out. It's such a nice moment because it, it's, it almost plays out as if Uhura gets the chance to say goodbye to Hema and kind of, you know, overcomes that loss and it it's my favourite part of this episode and to be fair, it might bring a tear to some people's eye. This episode of Strange New World is captivating. It encompasses various elements that make for just great Star Trek. It blends mystery, sci-fi suspense, but also scares you on occasion and has a little dash of inspiration, humour and a touch of romance. The focus remains on the characters' emotions, which, which seems to be this underlying theme throughout this season. The episode beautifully celebrates the wonders and dangers of space exploration, highlighting key Star Trek themes like embracing the final frontier whilst addressing environmental issues. The episode follows Uhura's poignant journey as she grieves the loss of Hema and grapples her tragic past. The return of Bruce Horak as Hema has a profound impact on the crew and his legacy is skillfully woven into the storyline involving Una and Pelia. Introducing an outsider, future captain James T. Kirk, as Uhura's guide through her emotional turmoil adds a depth to the story. The inclusion of a familiar Star Trek mo uh, moments and references to past episodes adds a richness to the storytelling. The sci-fi plot could have been explored further, the emotional stories take precedence giving the series its unique charm. Lost in Translation continues to pay homage to Star Trek's legacy whilst carving its own path with poetic nods and franchise lore. It also pays as a touching tribute to the late partner of Melissa Navia, Brian Bannon, by naming the nebula after him. The nebula becomes a symbol for new beginnings and also the home to a new alien species. Thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of 10 Forward. If you'd like to catch up with more Clone Star podcasts, why don't you visit our website, clonestarpod.com, where you can view every episode that we've recorded, as well as fan art and blogs written by you. You can tune in every Wednesday from 10.30am UK time to The War Room, hosted by the delightful Sean Ferrick. I've been your host, Mike Overton. This has been The War Room. Have a great week ahead. Mm -hmm.